I have to drag the ladder in. Seth is putting me out. Oh. Turn up something here. Oh, is Meg still in? Okay, you're good. Meg's our chapel hunt, like old school bloody round table. Yeah, we know what that means. Well, they used to have their roster, but then they would always have like their, their drunk buddies like in charge of the beers at the bar, and you would still hear them. This microphone so needs eyes and a mouth. You want to put googly eyes on it? Yeah, it needs googly eyes. Hang on a second, I've got a pair. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. We went and re-watched the first cutscene like a million times to write down the speech from the start of the game. And then found it on Wikipedia. Oh, that was in really frustrating. Game, you know, at the start, how mm. that man helps you and then he gets killed? Yeah. Is that actually your brother, or did mm. we just make up our own no, lore? There's, there's weird lore, actually. Like, I didn't realise. I didn't catch it. Alright, are we, are we settled in? Sound okay? It's fucking awesome. Human civilization has always known conflict, but it wasn't until the 20th century that the scope magnified to such a bloody scale as to engulf the entire war. Why? I mean, you said three words, and I was like, "That's the fucking speech." He the just said it was the fucking speech. <laughs> I know, but start I, of the game. I didn't think he was going to read it to us. But it wasn't until the 20th century that the scope magnified to such a bloody scale as to engulf the entire world. In the aftermath of the war to end all wars, Adolf Hitler and his Nazi, Nazi party fanned the flames of a broken, dispirited nation, rebuilding the country from the ashes of the Versailles Treaty into a fascist juggernaut that seemed unstoppable. They pushed all the way to the Atlantic in their Blitzkrieg, with England their next target. But Winston Churchill and his small island nation won the Battle of Britain, holding out through Hitler's terror bombings for an entire year. They stoked the fires of freedom long enough to stay alive and save the world. After Pearl Harbor and the United States with the military and industrial muscle entered the war, first Africa, then Hitler, then finally Fortress Europe itself. You, soldier, are a part of this great crusade. Are you ready to rise above and beyond the call of duty? Did you just go past that? Yeah. We, 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 yeah. That's no, why I need to It goes, human civilization, and you press the button. <laughs> Maybe we should have taken some more notice. Right? Like, I never heard that far. <laughs> but Trey did. I think Trey wants to drink from the shed. I don't want to get up and leave immediately. <laughs> well, we I'm not sure it's We barely just started. Um, that's a shit speech. Yep. <laughs> don't... Talk about England and shit. Everyone Don't knows World War Two ended because America did the ultimate flex and everyone got fucking terrified. Call of the ultimate. Are they it's open. It's open. It's open. Are they, they going to bring out the uh, Russian-Ukraine version? Oh, man. Of Honor? You know the guys at like Battlefield are like so excited. Like did they're going to make a new game. Because of what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, Japan turned around and went, they did it to us too. We just haven't said anything. <laughs> <laughs> What would you pick, like, you know, you can be, like, sniper, heavy, or whatever, in Ukraine, I was like, I choose XCOM that they let out of prison to defend the Ukraine. Nah, I'm being grandma. Ang- give, him, give him some sunflower seeds. <laughs> I look forward to watching these bloom where your body lies. Yeah, there was a little old lady at, like, a checkpoint, and she's like, make sure to keep flower seeds in your pockets, so... They're, they're no, all- she gave them flower seeds. Yeah, yeah she's like, so flowers will blossom where you die. And then she walked off, little old lady. Oh, good on her. Like 80-year-old lady. Like <laughs> what a trooper. <laughs> Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast to discover a third Cyclops brain reference. My name is Toby DePola, and for the last 22 years, I haven't played a new wartime first-person shooter. To me, it's the, um, it's the annual sporting game argument, you know. I would say something along the lines of, I don't need this, I already played Medal of Honor. 
And if you too played that original game back in 1999, you may have recognized the speech I began with um, from the opening cutscene. This week we are covering not one, but two. This double feature is the School for Wayward Nerds presents Medal of Honor Going Underground. Uh, joining me this week is producer Kyle. I have to be here. Yeah. Uh, we're joined by Mr. White Collar. And I am now realizing there is no stage name for this guy. Daddy. Dad. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> Mr. White Collar. Um, but because Dad's never done it, Senior we will carry on the white collar thing and ask you, not that you drink Coke anyway, would you drink Coke if it looked how milk does? Like if it was thick and white, would you still drink Coke with you? Bourbon. I'm on Anzac Day. That's yeah, right. a good answer. I, um, I have two <laughs> things straight off the, the bat for you. Universe. I have two things for you straight off the bat. Yeah, hear me. Um, what did you say just before? Um, we're going to cover the first two Medal of Honor games. Give me your notes. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> you said something that made me think. Looking so I'm professional. So in front looking of dad. forward to editing this. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. It's going good. well. I think I might just start as G Daddy now. Oh, fucking damn it. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> um, oh, I, I was just going to defend modern shooters. Okay. There's Tell two me about things they have. Yeah. Uh, no. In, I think it's Black Ops. If mm. you had a good enough kill streak, you could summon a herd of dogs to hunt the opposition. You There's dogs in Medal of Honor. Yeah, but they're the enemy. They're not yours. Oh, true. And not airstrikes and shit. Imagine if you killed like four people without getting shot in Metal Body, you could just call it airstrike. Toby gets mad at me because I get excited when he finds puppies. Well, they're, they're horrible <laughs> to do with them. But you try to rip him to pieces and I'm like, ooh, puppies! And I'm already reverting back to this puppies as well. Ukraine Russia bullshit. Mm. I don't know if it's a COD or a battlefield, but in one of them, because obviously they would pay people to go actually research places for levels mm. and there's a level that is based on this small town i think it's right on the border of the ukraine and literally the next town down the road is where all the russian soldiers were standing waiting to enter mm. when like when all this started so all these little virgin american and australian people had a theory that because they've played that level on Cottle Battlefield, they've got it they know that town and they can all set up and kill all the Russian soldiers. Fascinating if it works. They did change the name, like, for legal reasons, but it was based on a town right near where they were all stationed. Well, we navigated Japan pretty good just from video games. Yeah. Alright, I'm starting the story in 1997. Up until this point, most of uh, the first-person shooter genre were your PC games. You know, your Dooms, your Quakes, your Duke Nukems, your, du- your, your Duck Fuckums, or whatever they're called. Um, things were starting to modern up a little bit with Half-Life, but it didn't really hit the console market until the release of GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64. Have you ever played that one? Yeah, I played it once, and I I know it was all about when it came out, but it's dog shit. <laughs> but so was the entire 007 franchise. I'm glad they finally killed him off. Yeah. So, a man sees his kid playing Goldeneye and sits there and watches for a bit. Now, this dad had a geek passion, but it was for World War II, and he thought, man, this playstyle would make for a good war game. And but actually, that's a good reference, because everyone knows when white men hit 35, 
they either get really into cars, get really into military wars, stuff, yeah. or smoking various meats. And only are friends with their wife's, wife's friends. Yes. Alright, so luckily enough, this, this father had an in. He was um working with EA and DreamWorks Interactive for Jurassic Park and that fucking small soldiers game that we used to have. Um, he sits down with the developers and talks about funneling this playstyle idea into the world of World War II. He wanted to experience and share an engaging and historically accurate depiction of the war. And because he was Steven fucking Spielberg, they said, of course. Wait, what? And set out to work on it almost immediately. What the fuck? Steven fucking Spielberg wrote this game. Serious? The this guy who wrote so good. Jaws, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, E.T., Saving Private fucking Ryan. He made this first. Really? Before Saving Private Ryan. There you go. Um, And he also had Dale Dye come in to be a military advisor. He was the military advisor in Saving Private Ryan as well. So he, like, got pros in. Because that guy actually had a fucking Medal of Honor, I think. Um, And uh, a fellow named Peter Hirschman wrote and produced it. But, like, that's a fucking surprising pedigree for this game, isn't it? That's real weird. So... The beta version of the game, being tested in 1998, and it's, um, it wasn't quite the game we ended up getting. Like, instead of the compass, it just had, like, a standard block health bar, oh. which took a lot out of it. Like, the the little compass thing it was in handy. the corner, it's, and the way it, like, shows you where the gunshots are coming from and stuff. Yeah, you it, get the little... The game looks really weird with that not in the corner. Like, so I had a bit of a comparison look, and it's really strange. Um, they had a few standard design um, alterations, and there was lots of fucking gore. Like, heaps of gore. Blood, like, dismemberment, all sorts. Um, and that is still evidenced in um, a special feature on the Small Soldiers VHS. They advertised the game on that. <laughs> so there's a little bit of the old footage there. Um, there was supposed to be an accurate and hellish amount of blood and violence in Medal of Honor, but the year of the release was also the year of the Columbine school shooting. Oh, that'll do it. That toned it down pretty quick. Um, the other big roadblock was a fella named Paul Butcher. Um, he was a Medal of Honor recipient and representative of the Medal of Honor committee. He rejected the release of the game because he felt the name was offensive and dishonorable. I love that even though it's common knowledge, you just breeze over the fact these people actually have a Medal of Honor. You don't, like, point out how special that is. Well, <laughs> just talk about this, well, this, this dude was like in the committee to give people yeah, these that, awards. Isn't that and like then, the best possible award you can be given? I'm not sure it's either that or Purple Heart, but it's up there. Well, it's I think the best possible there. award is getting to the end of Medal of Honor 1. He's <laughs> getting 100% platinum trophy. Get the <laughs> um, yeah, so he was, he was like, they're making a game novelizing us. Like, so he wasn't a fan of it. Um, and this concerned the developers as they didn't want to come off like the stolen valor people. Oh, but that would have also been way back then, even though it's still kind of like mm. it now, how video games are like for losers. If they had said, we're making a movie or a book about you guys, that'd be like, that's really good. Mm. Oh, I want to be part of that, but oh no, a video game. Well, this came out the same year as uh, 007 Racing, if you remember that game. Moon Raper. Um, but luckily they had Peter um, Hirschman there and he sat down with uh, Brian Butcher and showed him like the game and its dedication to being accurate never glorifying anything inappropriately it just it's very accurate like they've gone out of their way and that actually won Paul Butcher over and his rejection was rejected 
Like he changed his mind. He said, no, actually, they actually mean business. You know, he yeah, went it's in pretty thinking accurate. That was... I think the most people you fight at one time is two. Well, it can only fit so many people on the screen at one time. I don't think you not, walk not down. You go in that room with the boxes. There's heaps of them in there. Yeah, true. Mm. But I don't think in the war you actually sneak into a room just in a town full of timber boxes that get ambushed and then just walk outside and single-handedly take down a tank well, it's without not... any other soldiers around. Well, because it's of like not the... easy to take down that tank. The limit, the limitations of like video games pre the year two thousand. I'm talking about it's, it's not realistic. It, look, that's the why the point of a battalion wasn't okay. You go down that street, and we'll go five blocks that way. Well, that's specifically why they had you play as an OSS dude doing like side shit yeah. while the battalion's Special doing ones. yeah while um Battlefield and Call of Duty are playing over there. You're scurrying over here like forging documents and fucking about. Because you have to take photos of someone in the shower. There you go. When I start playing there with a bummer, I was eating tin food out of my backpack. To get get into the fucking vibe. Yeah, to get the vibe going. I went outside, I filled my work boots up with like the garden hose, and then I put them on. (laughs) Get trench foot. (laughs) Alright, but now we reach the actual release October 31st, 1999. Uh, What? Yep, October it came out. Halloween. Yeah, let's on Halloween release again about one of the worst things in history. Hey, the catacombs are in the second game. Um, you play as a a um, fellow named Jimmy Patterson, a former C-47 Sky Pilot who was recruited by the OSS. Uh, the game takes place near the end of the war and you are helping finish things off, doing missions such as rescuing American pilots, going undercover to sabotage Nazi U-boats, stealing oh, back stolen artwork, and destroying all sorts of Nazi war effort buildings and machines. I was too young to remember, but I always thought the first game was World War One, but just because it was number one and number two. Ah. Um, well, they're both set, like, almost at the same time, and I'll get into that when we hit the sequel, but it's weirdly intertwined. Um, fuck it. For example, the you know the woman who gives you the briefs at the start of the missions. That's that's our uh, Manon, the chick yeah, you Manon, play yeah. as in the second game. Whoa. So the second game's like I mean, a prequel yeah. by like six months. Oh. Like you end up recruiting um, Patterson halfway through the second game to is beating any, the first game. Does anyone know what she's doing now? Um, I believe you can actually Google this. I'll give you her actual name later. You can fact check that for me. Just Google search what's man on up to. Yeah, try that. That should work. No problem. Alright, let's let's talk about gameplay a little bit. Because I live in a world in which you move with the left thumbstick and aim with the right, it's admittedly very hard to go back to this game. Look, I love it, but it does play like shit. Yeah, but I don't think you've played a different shooter in your life. Because I don't like how they play. But um it 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 kind of plays like a point and click with running elements. Um you know, you, you sort of have tank controls, but you hold down one of the back triggers and it puts a crosshair on your screen and, like, you adjust where it is and fire. Imagine how Which lame is, all these, like, online Call of Duty. If you had to stop running to turn on the aim button and then aim. <laughs> I mean, it would make for a more tense experience. I'm sure people would throw their controllers a lot more. I think they already do. I mean, it's bad enough already. Um, it wasn't all guns, though. There were quite a few moments in which you would use a fake passport instead to get through areas undetected. Um, it also had good old split screen, too, if you needed a break from World War Two, Um, you know, you do the little deathmatch sort of online, not online, sorry, multiplayer. Uh, you could play as characters such as William Shakespeare. 
uh, Jose Rizal, and a German Shepherd, and also a dinosaur. Is it well, the I mean, same dinosaur from the Tekken? Uh, no, that is Gong. No. Oh, sorry. Alex. Yeah, Alex. Asshole. The lion? <laughs> what are you doing in my car? Um. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> the guy. So what did Madagascar you... said that? Do you have much memory of how it, like, actually played itself? No. Rough. I know you don't. It's rough. But as a child. Well, this was. Not everything could be doomed. Well, this was back in the golden age where, like, if it wasn't the Rugrats PT game, we would have to ask um, G Dad if they helped play anything. Yeah. Don't call him that. He, that's what he asked. No. Well, G Daddy's in the house. Sleep it out. Sleep it out. Never totally say Meg, what did Don't we decide the G stands for? Gay. Okay. Gay? No. No, it was like. Well, you did. And then Trey said something else. That's it's, it's your Jerome. Yeah. No, it was something Jesus. else. Is it just weird? Like no. It's something like Joe I don't think it was. <laughs> I just made that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Megan Chikatilo are out in our chuckle hut today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be charming in every now and then. Are you picking her up at all? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> it's good to check that before we have a one sided conversation. Woo! <laughs> Great. Um. Yeah, do you have much of a memory? We replayed it at, like, Christmas. So it's been a while again. The, uh... I just remember the, uh... The hole in the floor mm. that we couldn't find for the glory. days. <laughs> and, uh... The blokes up on the verandas that you used to point out to me when I was cruising through there. It's hard well, to hit at them because, like I said, like, you're pretty much running with your aim, like, flat to the ground... You know, it's parallel to the ground. And then, like, this dude's up there, so you have to, like, you have to change how you... It's, it's a weird build. Yeah. And when you get to the end, and you think you've shot everyone, but it doesn't let you go to the next level. You just spend, like, an hour just running around where you've just... Oh, yeah, like... But that was one mission I remember when we tried to replay it a few years ago. Yeah. I beat the level, and we were like, fuck yeah, we never did that as kids. And then it popped up, level failed, and yeah, I... Yeah, you get captured. I didn't take a photo of someone in the shower. No, no, I, I know exactly what, what happened. Like there's like four or five things you had to do, and I every, didn't take a photo. Every mission, it's not just getting from one end to the other. You, yeah, it's a tick list. Yeah, you yeah. actually have to complete your um, OSS assignments. When and you, if you don't, yeah, you just show up and just end up at POW. When you if you don't solve the, your mission, there's just a dude waiting for you at the end to arrest you. When you show fake papers, is that the one that I used to like? Mm. The mission was just in like a hotel room, and the guy would just say, May I see some identification and you would pull out your gun but you would just show him a fake identification. Well, due to the old limitations, one of, your weapons, one of the weapons is treated like a gun. Like, show me your identification. I just like pull out a gun. And just, you're like, well, I'm committing to this. Yeah, and then I have to try to do the entire level with every single person after me. Yeah, it's more than just more do it right, you just walk around, do your objectives and finish. Which is cool you that they were already. It's like the first wartime shooter, but they were already adding like weird gimmicks and elements just to keep levels fresh. Yeah, like the big doors they all look the same, but every now and again one will open. Yeah, a couple actually work. <laughs> but yeah, like, they they did a lot of weird stuff, which I kind of like. Is they... the first or the second one that we had the cheats and I did the impressive achievement on? Was that the first or second game? Were you saying that wasn't skill? The level, yeah, you had level select. But is I was that like, number got one? Written, is it number one? I got it written down. Yeah, we had the cheat to unlock everything, and we could never be like the third or fourth level. It was like along a river, and there was heaps of dogs. Mm. 
But we had the one where the bridge stopped loading. No, 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 that's the one he's talking about with the balconies. Because we had the cheat, we just went to the very last level and worked our way back. And I think it was the second or third last level, which takes place in a submarine. Mm. The second the level starts, I just poured every single bullet I had into the floor. And I beat that level just smacking people with the gun. I've got it. I've got it. When you're out of ammo, you pistol whip them. Oh, I killed every single person. When, when I go into the actual missions, I've got a whole fucking story about the way you played our game and how it's probably not right. <laughs> Was that one or two? That, that's one. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, all right, so the sound I think design. I remember one more than two, Wait. but I, yeah. in my head, it's the other way around. I think we played the second one a little more. Hmm. Um. So not the second thing to talk about is the sound. I'll, going back, I love the sound design. Honestly, like the it holds up. Sound cool. They sound bassy as fuck. Like there's a there is a boom in those guns. Whereas all like new games, it's got a very tinny like the, the echoing footprints coming up the hall. Mm. Yeah, but knowing how big the games I, are, I was nowadays. telling Kaya this when you're trying to escape in the sewers at the end of the first mission. Like it starts and you hear the Gestapo whistle, like with their whistle yeah, yeah. and then and you just hear the dogs echoing and you're like fuck here we go it's on yeah it's like str- <laughs> I, like i said to kaya i was like this is just immediately giving me anxiety i'm about to get like i still have like i'm, those, I'm, them I'm getting close just... to 30 and i'm still like there's still a gut reaction to be like put it down ask dad for help <laughs> there's just a i need an adult kind of fucking feeling we, we played it earlier today and he started like the second level and the sound cut out in the game. Oh, I was like, oh, thanks, like, Oh, God, this is so much better. Awesome. Like, <laughs> there are things the sound. that they just trigger your... That plane at the start of the like first that. level, man. Because even when I was showing Meg all the Arkham games and, you mm. know, the end of Arkham Origins where you just hide from Bane, I had to put it down, go wash my hands and have a piss because the yes. anxiety gets so up there from... Mm. Being a bit younger and watching yeah. you do it, there was no there was strange. A, you just like trotting along, looking at the ground. Then you doom, 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 the dogs is like, oh shit! And then you're like, you're lifting your stuff. Those dogs are quick, man. They're already like, up in. They're already like biting at you before you can find the damn things. <laughs> talking about how the guns sound in mm. the modern shooters. I don't know if this is real, but knowing how popular those COD and battlefields are, they probably set up a microphone. And use them. I think it's because there's so much going on. Yeah, Whereas the Medal of Honor can really focus on every individual sound, but everything's just no, like but a it's comparing what ones. guns they used in World War Two to now. Mm. Like, I, I reckon that would actually be how they sound because those games are, make too much money to not. Although they do accurate recordings, I don't know why it's so different. There's just a real bass to it. There's there's a thud in like every shot. Um, let's see this. <laughs> Check this out. The soundtrack was done by an orchestra composed by Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. It's a very... You might actually be able to help me that, because that's an Italian surname. Giacchino. Giacchino. Wait, Giacchino. wait, wait until you get to the you French have to do name it like the this, Toby. You're saying it wrong. Uh, oh, you, you if you do your hand yeah. like that, it will help. <laughs> All right. Funnily so, enough, that's the name that I'm going to be like, you just said way too many letters for that name. Yeah, it's gonna fuck me later, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so <laughs> your play, <laughs> French for you, no. you fucking asshole. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> so, so Michael had worked um, on that Jurassic Park video game I mentioned, and the Small Soldiers one as well. Like he was just doing the DreamWorks interactive stuff. 
But after that, his resume gets fucking crazy. He did the Incredibles movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he then did all the Kingdom Hearts games. Oh, he did Up. He did Ratatouille. He did the Captain America Winter Soldier movie. Um, he did the every Jurassic Park reboot. He did the full soundtrack. Uh, he did the Star Trek reboot. He did Gravity Falls. Um, and he also Your had list a- is in a terrible order. You keep going, holy fuck, that was impressive. Oh, <laughs> no one cares. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, who gives a shit? Well, I'm, it's kind of in order, I think. But I just to make that But he also has a cameo and is the composer in Coco. In the afterlife, the composer is just him as a skeleton. Just, yeah, just to make Dad feel like he has any idea what any of that is, Captain America Winter Soldier is the one with George St. Pierre. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> so he did, so he did like Actually, three or four video movies. games, and then it's just like, alright, do every famous Disney movie for the next like 20 years. He's like, alright. That's, that's <laughs> he's, he's a whole fine. MVP. Um, yeah, the game doesn't begin with music, though. It starts very silent. And that first mission, just as you spawn into the dark countryside, uh, you hear the plane somewhere overhead, and in the distance you hear dogs and soldiers speaking German. You're very alone in that first moment. But then the gunplay starts, and again, like it's it's got a thud to it. It's great. It's got a, it's got a real weight. Um, uh, yeah. So there's... The music in it's good, but... I don't remember it that well because it's the silence yeah, and those other missions that hit hard. Yeah, I, I would have thought the entire game was in silence. Because they make you feel so isolated because you show up, you're completely alone, and the only thing you can hear is a different fucking language to yours. Like in it's, the distance. I yeah. can't remember any music at all. Yeah. I definitely can't. Sorry to the people that did all that music. Well, they it's ended up. Right. He went on to. Uh, He's fucking fine, don't worry. <laughs> I think Kai's just going through his resume, just being impressed now. Alright, so levels and design. Uh, it was set at night due to technical limitations because um, draw distance was shit. So it's it's not... It's just really dark. That's why you can't see like 10 metres ahead of you. It's not because the game's bad, you know? Um, yeah, levels were mostly linear, but unlike Crash Bandicoot or something like that, it wasn't confined to a set path. Like, room layouts made sense, and overall the design is pretty good. Like, it still holds up pretty it's just very clunky by today's standards. Um, Kai wasn't impressed by the enemies in this game. Um, they I'm were, not impressed by the Nazis either. Just the, the look, the look the of them with their big potato hands and their face where they don't have eyes because no, they take too much to draw them. Yeah, they can't see because they don't have faces. Yeah, but that's because <laughs> the eyes are the key to the soul. And they the don't Nazis have souls. No soul. <laughs> Alright, so they run on roughly 250 polygons. Um... A whole level. You know that's fuck all already, right? No, I was, I was more laughing because, like, Dad has no fucking idea what you just said. No, I, I got a comparison for you. Um, an, an entire level in the sequel game would top out at roughly 400,000 polygons. Now, for scale, just Kratos' face in the PS4 version, just his face, I'm not talking about beard, I'm not talking about yeah. the back of his head, just his facial expressions alone um, is 3,200. So it's almost. Right, so this what like a current oh. character's face, just like from here to here, face. has almost as much build and design than an entire fucking level of this game. Yeah, we got to start somewhere. <laughs> they did. It's called Pong, and it's like three. <laughs> no, but that's sort of a good example because talking about how much better shit gets, you get a picture of Kratos in God of War One and compare it to that. Oh one. yeah. Well, this is like in, in yeah. even further 
Rage. Heaps of those games don't get there, though. Mm-hmm. Like how, like, Mario Kart 64, it used to pretend that it had 3D models, but if you look at it, that it's it's a 2D image of Mario, but they just have different angles on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> so they just pretend it's 3D. Um, yeah, so there you go. It did what it could with the PS1 limitations. I can forgive most of it, uh, except for the German Shepherds. I don't, like, PS1 couldn't do dogs. They look disgusting. They're mostly triangles. They don't have feet. They're just triangles. They're fucking mean and they're fast and they're pointy. Triangles are the, the strongest shape. Mm-hmm. Um, bridges have triangles. That's right. Good um, engineering reference, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> I try really hard. When, when they're coming at you, though, you just want to shoot them. You don't, yeah, they're fucking terrifying because they're pointy the, and they have weird yellow the eyes. in the dog. It's the lack of detail that makes them fucking terrifying. Can well, you shoot. imagine one of those in the real world? Well, tearing ass off the street at you? The ears are as sharp as their teeth. Yeah, like, it, it punches you before it even bites you just with its nose. Like, were they actually dogs, or were they like rams? They got They're dogs, they just look ears. like ass. Oh. They look like an origami. Um, yeah, PS1 dogs suck, man. This game, Chicken Run, they sucked in that. Um, those big fuckers in Spyro. You go That's back and look at that. Dogs going to go outside. <laughs> I can't think of any good cats in games to talk about to compare now. Exactly my point. Mm, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. All right, cool. So this game begins with the OSS recruiting you, and your first mission is to rescue a jeep. Tell me how much of this you actually knew and how much was just us running through the missions, okay? Uh, just us running through the missions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave him a name, so I think you're out. But <laughs> So OSS recruits you. Your first mission is to rescue a G3 pilot that went down over the Normandy hedgerows. I think I actually do remember you have to rescue a pilot. Yeah, remember you find that plane at the start. Yeah, you find his logbook in the plane. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, wears his old suit. Yep. So um, as as a, as you follow it up, uh, you find the plane. No trace of the pilot, which starts mission two of the first. Sorry, chapter two of the first mission. Um, so you head into the town. Um, it you know the plane come down beside and it's full of Gestapo and you have to clear them out. That's the stuff you're talking about with the balconies. Right. All right. Um, the third piece of that first mission is finding the French underground and escaping through the sewers, uh, the echoey tunnels we've already said fucking traumatized <laughs> me somehow. Um, I already mentioned the sound design being amazing, um, but while doing these notes, I had YouTube of the game running as background noise, and it, it that, that, that fucking echoey Nazis still, like, <laughs> triggers me. Like, I'm like, oh, they're, they're like coming, they're going to hassle me. They, they used, like, actual recordings. Like, shit. if you go into the IMDb for these games, Adolf Hitler plays Adolf Hitler. Yeah, because um, there's, it's like... Cheaper. There's, there's, they use a lot of actual footage because cause it was really important to Spielberg that it's, like, as accurate as they could possibly that, make it. That's what I was going to say. Obviously, they did a good job because you get PTSD from it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking pointy-ass <laughs> dogs coming at me in the night. No, but you just hear these sounds and it triggers your memories. Mm. That's exactly. I'm how sure it's it not as it's not as bad as real PTSD, but I they they got it like they made it work. Yeah, I don't shouldn't have been playing it when it came you, out. I was like six, middle class white boy. That's me <laughs> sitting in mum and dad's room. Yeah, has the same PTSD. No, as not a nineteen year old who went and watched all his friends die. Yeah, you asked. <laughs> What I'm saying, like, I don't want to agree with you, but you're right. It, it does have a lot of, like, weird nostalgia to it. Um, so the second mission is also a very memorable arc for us, and that is to, uh, it's called Destroy the Mighty Railgun Greta. This is one Trey remembers a little bit. Greta. 
Um, Greta Thunberg. This was the first undercover section with nothing but a beefy pistol and a fake passport. You send the railgun supply was that train. Kind of the second level. No, you're talking about the U-boat one. It comes. It comes oh. in further, but there's more. Um, yep. So you 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 send the supply train the wrong direction. You find a list of the factories making its parts and destroy those. Its spare engine. Uh, the section ends with Patterson. Patterson is that right? I think that's what. Oh, who cares? Like um, he. He escapes along the railway canyon and upon finding Greta itself, blows her up with explosives. Um, that's the train station undercover stuff, which um, which I think you'd remember if you saw it. Yeah. But I definitely remember Dad, like, running that railway. Yeah. Like, and all the railway. dudes, like, up on, like, because it's in a big trench, there's, like, dudes up on the edge and shit. Yeah. And I still remember, like, the sound, like, the siren they play if you get caught, which... You know, is you shooting the security checkpoint guy dead in the face <laughs> with a loud ass pistol and being like, "Oh, why are they so upset? <laughs> What's their problem?" You know, when you join the Nazi party, you get shot in the face. <laughs> you actually progress through it and you go back and do their levels again. You do try and be a sharpshooter. Oh yeah, you're like, oh yeah, I can get this. No, yes, I this am one. The American style. <laughs> I went back and played this level like three times because our secondhand disc has this horrible problem where like you'll turn a corner and there's just a zigzag of, of black void and the level stops and you're fucked and you have to quit the mission and try it again because <laughs> it's the only way to fix it. Um, and there is, but a, it fixed it. It does, but you have to start the mission again, which is so fucking frustrating. Um, there's a dude who's got like the rail switch and you do have to like take him out without getting caught, which is, you know. There, there's some stealth mechanics in here, probably way before Hitman was doing it. Uh, so, Actually, I feel like this is off topic, but yeah. you're the one who chose to bring it up. I, even though I know Dad hates good graphics, mm. I feel like he would love Hitman. I think he would enjoy, like, like the goofy fucking around of... Uh, like, it's literally just you're a Hitman and you have, like, two or three people... And you just got to kill them. You can be stealthy or as bad as you want, but there's always really good ways to kill the people. Yeah, there's good, like, le- like, like the level design's amazing. You can feed a man to <laughs> There's another... Like, you can the do, entire like... level takes place at, like, a Formula One event, hmm. and it gives me, like, Philip Island GP vibes, but, like, <laughs> you can trick a guy to going onto the roof to fix a satellite and just toss him off and he just gets hit by the F1 car. Yeah, there's so many amazing things. Like, it can go so, like, crazy to the point of meticulously poisoning a cake, impersonating a waiter and, like, delivering to someone. Or you could just throw a fucking screwdriver through someone's head. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Maybe we'll have a go that. Yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> the third mission is called Scuttle Dust Boot U4901. Oh, yeah. Uh, you travel to the port housing this silent and powerful U-boat on a ship called the Wolfram, uh, which Trail remember is the operator. the Wolfram. Wolfram. Oh, there's an R in that one, but it's not in all of my notes. That's okay. Um, Trail will remember it as Operation Pistol Whip. <laughs> so normally you would sneak around with your passport and sabotage the ship's engines, keeping the wolf from, from making it to its next destination. But Trail removed the bullets from his gun and refused to use the passport, single-handedly beating an entire Nazi ship crew to death in a display that would make BJ Blazkowicz shed a tear in pride. But that's, that even highlights how old school this is. You know... Not that we even play them. I know you push mm. your right thumbstick in, and that's a melee attack. Yeah. This is so old, you would only be able to do that if you had no ammo. Well, you know how I said you walk... Like, in imagine- most games, you walk with one stick, aim with the other, but this didn't do that. This was compatible with the old school, like, controller that didn't have the sticks at all. 
which imagine, limits the fuck out of the imagine game. Imagine if they kept this though, like you play this was it. Battlefield Online, turn a corner, there's a guy right there, and you have to try to shoot them even though they're like that. Yeah, you fucking like still you miss. can't just hit them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Trey likes that mission. No, that's one of the greatest achievements <laughs> of my game in the world. <laughs> you just went in with your we gun and just said, I mean business. You just clubbing people to death with the butt of a pistol. I am the danger. You are. Yep, so from their manifest is stolen, uh, the shipyard work is disrupted, the trucks are blown up, and you leave with the U-boat only to sink the bastard and leave it on the ocean floor. Um, it's really the first three missions I remember in this game the most. Um, this is also the error of cheat and secret magazines. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I used to cut them out and put them in the cover of the game. How, yeah, so you know where the good How ones are. Did you know? yeah. Keep and, the book. But we'll just go, I don't own that game at this point in time. Yeah, that can right. go in the bin. Yeah, I don't need to figure out how to play Freestyle Scooter. I don't own that yet. Um, but yeah, I also remember the last mission, because we had the cheat magazines, uh, in which that was called uh, Escape from the V2 Rocket Plant. But there's a lot more to this game than what I remembered. Um, there was Attack, uh, yeah, it's called Attack the Impenetrable Fort. Oh, <laughs> Schmerzen. Let's go with that. I'll um, read it. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Schmozen. Yeah, so he's right. Majority rules. Um, in which you investigate a fort the Allies have seen the enemy coming in and out of, and you find and destroy a mustard gas factory in there by putting on a gas mask yourself and just opening all the valves, poisoning the fort itself. Um, and then, That's using the old food. Yep, and then you've got sabotage in the... Uh, that's another one. Rejuken. <laughs> it's got an R and a J in it. The Rejuken. Rejuken. Hydroplan. This hydroplan is making the heavy water used in nuclear weapons, so you sabotage the power grid and then go inside and destroy the tanks and um the you know and the files and all the trucks delivering the stuff. Then you have capture the secret German treasure. Which is one I would have loved to have like That's remembered. A totally. In this mission you have to stop the Nazis from destroying all the art and gold and such that they've plundered during their time in the war. Which was an actual problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because they had it it's all, and they're like, well, problem. this is now evidence, so they go to blow it up, and your character has to, like, run through and disarm the bombs while, like, killing everyone, being like, hey, just let us fuck up these paintings. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, we, I yeah, don't, don't think, think we, we ever made it that one. The history. <laughs> no, you'd recognize it, though, because there's, like, paintings on, like, covering that place that you're disarming bombs in, and you would, I think, it, it look, it's one of those things where it looks iconic, but I don't remember it. We never played that mission. <laughs> um... Yeah, and then after that, you've got Mission 7, which is the one we remember, Escape from the V-2 Rocket Plant. In Patterson's final mission, he must destroy the V-1 assembly area and get through to the V-2 production area and take all the information and documents before the Russians can get it for themselves in a nice Cold War foreshadowing and an Operation Paperclip, Paperclip uh, reference all in one. Um, because Does that the Ameri- know what that is? Hit him. Go. Nah. <laughs> right, so Operation Paperclip was... um. The Germans had really good rocket technology. So let's steal all their scientists and give them fake American identities. It, was, it wasn't just... No, it um, was anybody. No, it wasn't just rockets. It was any scientists that yeah. the Germans had because 
they had been conducting inhumane human experiments, so they knew more about science than anyone else. They could do more than other people could. Instead of convicting you for war crimes, we'll give you a fake American identity because you're a scientist if you keep studying your shit. Fun fact, they interview one of them in a Disney Disney Plus documentary about some of the rides. Yeah, he works for uh, NASA. Sex well, that part's not in the game. That's real fucking life. They right. bought Nazi scientists yeah, so they could beat so they could beat China to, to the moon. That's they. They told them if they don't um, take part in the Nuremberg trials, they could just relocate them and change all of their names. Yeah, you can either go to jail for the horrible things, or you can like build the sick rocket we're working on. Yeah, the garage. Or you can buy. <laughs> so well, I mean, think they think I'll do a sick rocket. The atom bomb <laughs> that they dropped, or three of them. That two of which they dropped on Japan, were built by German Nazis. Either you can be put to death or you can build the new Dodge Viper. Wow. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, America's car. And I do remember this one because we actually finished this mission. You um, you get all the documents, you do all the sabotaging, and then you set the final mission to just turn around. And then you have to get the fuck out of there because you've essentially sent the mi- missile up and then it's just going to come straight back down. And that's how um, you destroy their uh, facility in the end of that game. That's the big finale. Which I definitely remember us doing. I remember the rocket. Sure. I remember having to get out of there. Hmm. Do I remember that one? You would, you were leaving a shitload of like bomb detonations and stuff. Okay. Alright, do you have any final thoughts before I move on to Medal of Honor Underground? Yeah, good game. You like, you like classic Medal of Honor? They should do a bloody remaster. Yeah. They've remastered uh, Spyro, Crash, fucking... It's on the Wii. Not this one. Yeah. Not this game, but Metal of Honor is on the Wii. Yeah, there's some on there. Um, well, they've got PlayStation's doing their little Netflix equivalent, so I'd like to see it pop up on that. Yeah. You pay for a subscription, they let you download PS1, 2, 3 games. They should make a new one. No, I want to see them, like, they almost remaster it, go like, oh, you know, the PS1 couldn't stand having ten dudes attack you at once, but now we can. Actually, just like make, make it the same levels, guns, enemies, missions. and because you have the controls of a modern day game, you could probably keep up with just that many dudes. Triangles. Yeah, let's oh, round off some surfaces. Yeah, we could be fucking more triangles than ever. I stubbed my toe, ripped my entire foot off because everything's a fucking razor blade in here. <laughs> All right. So after the success of the first game, EA jumped right into development for the sequel, Medal of Honor Underground. It came out on the 23rd of October, making it just shy of a full year since the first game came out. Like, they went That's straight That's pretty impressive, in. but considering, you know that guy whose face we showed you and said has more polygons oh, in the game? So that game came out in 2018. I think the new one is the end of this year. And it's meant to be a trilogy, but they said, I don't want our fans to have to wait five years for a third game, so we just made the second one longer. But it takes like five years now to make an award-winning game. Well, the th- the and thing is, man, compared to Medal of Honor one, <laughs> the problem is they either bang them out annually and like it ruins the franchise because shit gets boring quick because you just like they're not They'll advancing like, that hard, or they take a crazy long time apart and you don't fucking remember the previous one. <laughs> it's one or the other. There's not a lot of happy mediums like at all. They've just been re-releasing Grand Theft Auto Five for three generations of consoles. Like they're it's not good game, but it's fucking ridiculous. It's like over a decade. They've been running, yeah, it's stupid. All right, so this one plays the same, but it's set up different enough to keep things fresh. You play as Monon uh, Batiste, a fret. You good? Or do you want me to... Batista. Batiste. 
She's a fucking hell. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan, too. Yeah, you play as a French resistance fighter in 1940 who will be recruited into the OSS like Jimmy did a few years later in the first game. Fun fact, Manon is the woman who tells you the missions in the first game. Um, she is also based on, uh, this is where Kai's going to get up my ass, Helene Ducamp-Adams. Come on, how close was that then? Yeah, like that. I just made that up. Yeah. So she <laughs> used the accent. Helene Mariette Ducamp-Adams. I'm going to put a fucking middle name in it. Give her a break. Who was an actual resistance fighter who joined the OSS during the war? Like, they just changed her name for this game. And later became a CIA agent. Yeah, but we don't talk about that because they're scumbags. We don't have a problem. Peter Hirschman, um, he came back. Um, Producer Scott J. Lantau and designer Lynn Henson interviewed actual resistance fighters, including Helene herself. Uh, To shape the game, at first EA was reluctant to have a female lead because girls are icky. Um, but thanks to the success of Tomb Raider, they allowed it. Honestly, yeah. honestly, the I put this... success of Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider bot, like, There bots. isn't something else about it. It wasn't... The game was good. Yeah, she was... They based it on a woman, so it would make more sense to play as a fucking lady who's exactly like the woman we're inspired by. Um, could you tell it was a woman you were playing as in that game? I did know that. You I did, knew we you were did. a girl in number two, but I also thought that was just some memory that I've made up. Yeah, because they don't have very detailed hands, and that's really all you see in a first no, person. So something to do with the story or a mission or something. I knew we were a girl, or maybe it was that dude in the first mission. He might call his sister, sister or something. But like at, when I you look at it, can you tell? I remember being a girl, but I think. It's not like this is a detail that you can tell. Like she ain't hands. Inch long <laughs> pink nails. <laughs> she's got she's got B I M B O knuckle rings on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not very detailed hands. And if you didn't read the fucking mission briefings, you probably wouldn't know. Um, Manon begins as a resistance fighter, and alongside her brother, go to steal Nazi munitions in, from a makeshift armory. When the Nazis are tipped off to the heist, things go awry very quickly. Um, do you remember this one? What goes down? I got no idea. Um, do you remember this one, though? So, you get into the armory, your brother gets in the truck to leave. What? He drives out the door and they just fucking tear him to shreds and you just watch. Yeah, he gets, like, they blow up the truck. Like, whoever tipped us off also tipped off the Germans. So they just rigged the fucking munitions truck with explosives and just waited for us to show up. And then fucking detonates it. Yeah, he, he gets his shit fucked. And then you, like, yeah, he explodes immediately. It starts playing really tragic, fancy music. Forgot to check if it's the same composer. Um, and then you scurry down into the catacombs. Which are to a escape. really family-friendly place. Yeah. <laughs> I also aren't aren't made of dead I don't specifically remember when, but at a certain point I learned that the catacombs were a real thing and not just a weird, like, grim mission in a video game. I'm like, wow, that's fucked up. And that's oh, probably when all the joy exited your life. Mm. I was like, oh, the world is sad. <laughs> Someone was just walking down a hallway in a hotel and thought, I like this, but what if all the walls were skulls? What if it was bones? <laughs> and underground. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, same composer. Michael Ganiccio. <laughs> Wasn't the biggest difference that you could spin around, so it was like a 3D. Oh, they were both 3D, but this one was a little more zippy, which I think gave you motion sickness back yeah, in those days. Yeah. The migration from 2D yeah, to 3D boring. was hard on everyone, man. <laughs> We're out here. We remember Pixar. <laughs> um, I wonder how you would how you would like track with like 
Not just 3D games now, but like VR games now. Oh, I think that would lose brain cells. Because <laughs> even I got a headache within 30 seconds of VR. Yeah, you, you got you got to. And I'm the baby. You got to you got to take it slow, and then you can't play it for too long. Keeps you from binging a video game, that's for sure. The, the good news is you just play um, Tetris, because then you just focus on multiple. That one's actually really the good. Exact same thing. The entire time I've been alive. So Tetris Effect is a VR game I have, and it's just Tetris in front of you, and like it's all mood lighting, and the sound is based on like how you're playing it, which is all very theatrical and fancy. But the world around you matches the style of the level. Like if it's all very like part, like twinkly and sparkly when you're playing it, it's like you're in space and there's like twinkles and shit everywhere. Like so it's either, it's very cool looking. You can either look at the background and be like, oh, that's cool, it moves, or you look at Tetris and it doesn't move. That's well, like, well, that's why it's a good VR like practice run because you don't have to look at shit, but it's like you can sort of peek. You know, it sounds like Tetris on acid. It does. It's it exactly does. like Tetris on acid. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. But you know, it costed me way more money. <laughs> so in a you okay? Yep, just died. <laughs> Alright. In a shocking revelation, each level in Medal of Honor Underground is split up into chapters. We made it to Lighting of the Torch. Chapter two of Mission Two. That's how Good far into that game we got at our peak in the old really? days. Yes, we did shit. There are seven missions, man. Have you finished it yet? No. I've gotten like one more mission down from where we were, yeah, but that's it, it man. You need to shit together. Dude, I, we, you she just watched me do it. Right? and Mountain, dude, to get that game of fuel going. <laughs> or a monster energy. Yeah, that's what I need. That's my problem. So, yeah. So, we were bad at this game. I will say, like, I have the same, like, void problem with my disc of Metal Vine Underground as well. Like, I'll turn a corner and just the map stops. So I'm like, well, that 20 minutes of my life just went away. So, <laughs> take it from the top. Okay? Yeah, that's what happens when you buy your games off of eBay. Oh, I'm sorry they don't have a new Medal of Honor Underground from the year 2000 in stock right now at JBI Fight. They should. Fucking slack. (laughs) Oh, Mr. JB, get on it. JB, you haven't done it again. Yeah, you fucked up. Sealed copy. Give me a game that hasn't been in production in like 21 years. Mind you, we love JB if they want to chuck in some sponsorship cash. Yeah, call us. Let us know. <laughs> I already described the first half of Occupied, which is the first mission group. Uh, you work with your brother, he dies, you escape into the catacombs. On the other side of that, and the rest of the mission is to hide the resistance. Printing press setup, which I remember us having dramas with too as kids. Yeah, because you have to like put a blanket over the fucking. Me think so. You have to like hide the resistance, like. That's one way Stop. to defeat the Nazis. Put a blanket over what they want. There's there's not a lot of problems that can't be solved by just <laughs> chucking a tarp over it. <laughs> like, let's be honest here. Um, yeah, and then you've got to destroy a bunch of tanks in the area for the rest of the um, resistance so they can escape. It's okay, I'm watching the cat. Because <laughs> she's really interested by the bacon. Um, and cheese. Because you single-handedly fucked up a bunch of tanks and pretty much led the resistance to freedom, the OSS is very impressed and they would like you to um, become, you know, an enemy to the Nazi party uh, in order to, uh, you know, do the thing. Uh, the first mission, um, should you take it, they've been sending men undercover to North Africa, um, but their covers keep getting blown. Now, a female working for a propaganda magazine is heading in to do some coverage of the war effort. Um... Hunting the Desert Fox is this mission outline. This is where we got to. You might remember it. Trey definitely almost remembers it. Um, you have to go in uh, and take her place to report back to the Allies. Uh, if you guys recall, the simple mistake of not locking the reporter fucked us up. 
You got the you, sne- you sneak into a hotel. A yeah, because you you go into a hotel room, you steal the camera, and you're supposed to like wedge a chair under her door, yeah, so she can't get out of the bathroom, and then you just go about her business. You could have just killed her. But here's the thing: we didn't we didn't lock the door <laughs> when we played through it, so we get to the end, and presumably a woman's like, "Yo, that bitch just stole my camera. She's also like French killer." And that's how our fucking story arc ended in the original playthrough when we were kids. Yeah, that's because we didn't tick that single box, got to the end of the mission, and it was a deemed failure. It was all based on that, though. You had to do every single... Games are so much more brutal, because nowadays it's just like, you wouldn't be able to leave the room until you lock her in it. Yeah, but back then it was like, you could do all the things and pass, or you could go fuck yourself. Yep. Try again. Yeah. Uh, this mission begins with uh, your hotel in Africa getting inspected for allies, and you escape. I don't into... even remember going to Africa. It's like the second section. Like it's all of it that we saw was us dying in Africa. Medal of Honor two escape to Africa. Um. Yep. Yeah, so you escape in a supply truck heading into the depot where the reporter is at. You lock her in the bathroom if you are so inclined, and you take some photos, which is funny as fuck. I've gone back and looked at like. Like, I was watching, like, someone do a long play of the game. And because you're walking around with a camera dressed as a reporter, like, like a little German fellow in Africa's, like, uh, he'll, like, you'll pull the camera up and it'll, like, show it through the lens. And, like, you go, oh, sick. And he'll, like, do a sweet pose. <laughs> like, and then and then you'll just switch camera to the piss and just blow his ass away. It's so fucking funny. He pops a swipe squat. Yeah, they just like do they do like this like the Herculean pose and they do like a big flex, but they put their gun down to do it. So then you just like idiot, boom! <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, you take some photos, you sabotage some stuff, you escape dealing with tanks and aircraft guns in the process. The pilot uh, that picks you up um, as you leave the depot is James Patterson from the first game. It's still when he's the sky oh, pilot. It. Yeah, isn't that weird? Um, Why do you say depot is so weird? This is Dipper. Judging by Kai's look, she's been too polite to say the same thing. It's pronounced Depot. (laughs) (laughs) So the next mission, we never saw this shit. This is as far as I've got. Uh, Next mission is Undercovering Crete, a Mediterranean level with a coastal battery gun that you need to destroy. Using more undercover uh, uh, respondent tactics to disrupt propaganda because the Nazis are now claiming to be from ancient Greece or something. Um, they're, they're planting evidence and essentially photoshopping SWAT stickers into, like, old paintings and, like, and, like, temples and stuff to be, like... actually happened. Yeah, see, like, they were like, no, 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 we're doing the right thing, see, check it out, like, Zeus was all on our ass about it and stuff. And, yeah. And um, meanwhile, you're in there, like, going, what? When, <laughs> when King Leonidas died in Thermopylae, he, he said, for Germany! He had a Nazi army. Yeah, so, yeah, they're doing that. Um... You know, you go through all that, you escape through a maze. Clearly the locations are a bit more varied than the first game. Like in the first three, you hit the catacombs, you hit Africa, and now you're in the Mediterranean. Whereas I don't... All the missions in the first game kind of look relatively the same to me. Yeah, similar. Um, Just so we all know, 20 minutes ago, Mum sent me a picture of her emoji farting, and that was it. Very helpful. Mum in the chuckle hut over there, miming. (laughs) She could have been in that bit where you put the uh, gas mask on. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Alright, so what else have we got no, here? She wanted to know if she should fart on the podcast. Oh, great. I mean... Well, <laughs> Sadly, it would improve it. Oh. 
Yeah, it goes from being shit to just a fart. Also, we'd be able to smell it at the other end. <laughs> a fart's better than a shit. Um, so, mission four gets really weird. Check this out. Um, another good German word. Uh, Wewelsburg, Dark Camelot. Right. Uh, I need I need kind of fact check this one because it gets a little weird. Um, you are sent into this castle via a cable car, and you are stealing documents as evidence for war crimes later. Uh, pretty simple, but what makes it wild is the castle belongs to Heinrich Himmler, mm-hmm. um, and you have to steal a sacred dagger that he cherishes. It sounds pretty accurate. To me. And you quickly realize once inside, he thinks that he's King Arthur and his commanding officers are knights of the round table. And I mean knights. Yeah, feel I free, think that's accurate. Feel free to um, edit this part down while I look up Medal of Honor. Nice. Really well. going to turn into a beautiful butterfly. No, he's not the one from Bugs Life. He's the war criminal. That was the best ride, and Boom. I really enjoyed what they got rid of. Why just the normal thing? Nice. I remember that stuff. No, yeah, and that fucking... And all of that shit's bulletproof. You have to, like, blast the helmet off of their head and then do a headshot because you can't do anything else. those rides into Pixar Oh, okay, cool. They've just been... Redone. Okay. They're being painted over. I guess that's acceptable. Uh, next okay. mission, Trey might know from the young ones of all places. Last rites at Monte Cassino. Oh, the SS Death Camp goes to the Monte Cassino for the massacre. Almost. SS Death Camp criminal, criminal battalion. There you go. <laughs> that's the comic they're reading in the episode Flood. I'm writing it down. That was like one of the best episodes. That's a good episode. <laughs> um, Alright, so the Allies are set to do an aerial bombardment of this abbey, and there's a monk, and he's like, oh, bro, there's like prisoners of war in there, dude. So your mission is to go in there, um, check if he's telling the truth, rescue the prisoners. Before the bombing, you also destroy their command center and half the half tank, like half truck things around. So there's not much the Germans can do but sit and wait to explode. Um, yeah, so the penultimate mission is a Mittelwerk saboteur, which, according to trivia, is inaccurate because the mission does not take place in Mittelwerk. It's weird, like, all the trivia is, like, inconsistency, and it's like, oh, their historical inaccuracies were off by, like, a month. So they worked pretty hard on, like, getting everything so accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, you sabotage a V1 factory and escape in the sidecar with a mounted machine gun to destroy some launch sites on your way past. The motorbike segment is so fucking clunky, but I am impressed that they tried. Like, you hop into a sidecar, it has the minigun, you know, like, oh, the, the turrets, cool. okay. and a little dude, like, bangs around while you gotta, like, motion down your That sounds past. familiar. It's weird. I, like, I looked at it, I was like, I'm impressed that this shitty, like, first attempt at a first-person shooter was, was doing all the undercover stuff, sure, but, like, it put you in a vehicle, and we it, like, cruised around. We would have had cheat for every, like, one that one, wouldn't we? Probably. Because yeah. that, I swear I Mm. Yeah, I'm impressed. Like, Driver 2 could get you in and out of vehicles, but the game was built around doing it. Like, that came out the same year. It was made to do that, though. This was a first-person shooter. One of the first ever... I think it was one of, like, the first three or four in general on console. Um, and this is this is um, the same year as Danger Girl. You guys are know it sucks. Uh, Chicken Run, which you do remember sucks. Um, and Evil Dead Hail to the King, an era that was still doing tank controls for walking. Like... Sure, Bangers came out that year too. Dave Mirror came out that year. That's Spyro good. 3. And still one of the best Spider-Man games to date. That thing rips. Which one? Uh, the first Spider-Man on PS1. Oh. That thing's sick. 
But yeah, they were pretty locked into engine with the stuff they were doing, except for the Spyro skateboard segments. I cannot find any information on how the fuck they did that. But there you go. Alright. Yeah, I mean, I'm impressed that they smoothly had you, like, jump in and out of a vehicle. I'm, I didn't think games could really do it back then. Could do anything if you believe. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, so big finale. The Nazis are losing Paris, so they decide to just ride it off. Um, so Manon returns to the French resistance to stop their attempt to just drive a bunch of trains full of explosives into the French train station and just detonate the fucking thing. <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. If we can't have it, no one can. So you fight your way into the subway and stop the trains with the demo crew and the explosives from arriving. All, you know, all's well and good until you find evidence that that's the demolition group that blew the truck your brother was in two years ago. Oh, dogs. Yep, so you go through and, like, walk down to the train and just, you know, permanently, uh, personally do something about that. You get stitches them. get stitches. That's right. You blow their ass away. Which is a cool ending. Now, do you remember the era of games that would just fuck around at the end? Like, there was, like, goofy hijinks after the game was over. Like, for oh, example... Like when you if beat you, Resident Evil and it turned out it was on a Silent Hill and it was a... A dog? A new. Yeah. Or in, like, Tekken 3, if you beat the arcade mode with every of the main primary characters, you would unlock Volleyball. If you beat it with all the secret characters as well, you would unlock Gong, the little dinosaur. Which, do you remember him no, from Tekken 3? You, you know, that's a real also. character. Like, that was a... He was from, like, a comic book or yeah, some shit. Yeah, it's like a thing, nothing to do with Tekken that they just brought in. Like, there do you would be a little like... fucking orange dinosaur that you couldn't punch because he's so short? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that would have the, you know, Western culture equivalent of guest starring Crazy Frog. Yeah, it's weird that it like, showed that's up. a thing in Japan. You know, if you beat Tony Hawk 2 as a custom character, you would unlock Spider-Man. Or after or completing or story mode... Or in... oh, yeah. I think it was Boba Fett. Yeah, he was, no, was, was in number four. Was um, yeah. And if you beat Rugrats Search for Reptile, you would unlock the level where you play as Reptile and kick over a city. Which is amazing for a Rugrats oh, video game. Cool. Um, so, Medal of Honor Underground is similar to the latter as a bonus level. If you beat the game, there would be another mission, should you accept it. It is called Panzer Unleashed. Oh, that one. What? You will not remember this one because we never beat the game <laughs> fair and square. In this shockingly difficult mission, you return to playing as Lieutenant Patterson to investigate a distress call coming from a castle near the Black Forest. Uh, the call requests that just bomb it and destroy the lab hidden underneath this castle, but Patterson is sent to confirm the findings first, so off you go. Um, I showed this one to Kaya. Right off the bat, you know it's a, it's a fucking time because the first enemies you encounter are attack dogs who are dancing on their hind legs. What? Yeah, man. And they'll fucking charge at you if they spot you. And they also drive the truck tanks. You blow them out of it. And some of them are just standing on their hind legs with fucking firearms. And they have, like, crazy health. Like, you gotta really put, a, it, like, a few rounds like, into them. Maybe the standard pistol holds seven bullets, bullets, and it takes eight to drop one of these dogs. Like, they fucking meant business in this bonus level. Like, That's a good way to be in there. Like, have a bit of a joke, but... Make it fucking hard. Yeah, it's like a it's a real challenge to people who actually could beat the game. It's like if you think you're so fucking tough, check out this dog dancing around. I bet you can't even handle it. Um, yeah, so you start gathering body parts as you go through this area, fighting off these weird dogs, and eventually, uh, in the second portion, you are met with more of those fucking knights that are hard to deal with, but like a shitload of them, and also zombies. Oh. That's right, Call of Duty didn't really come up with fucking anything original. Um... In the finale uh, of the mission, you meet the Panzernackers, which are giant robot nutcracker Nazis. <laughs> like, big fuckers with huge heads and a swastika on their arm. 
Um, yeah, you take the pieces you gathered throughout the other two missions to build your own. And you and your Pensanaka escape the castle. It's a fucking weird mission, but yeah, it is genuinely hard as fuck. Um... Yeah, it's great. These incredibly hard enemies in areas design like it is designed to get you lost too. Like there's nothing iconic. Like in the first mission, like you can keep track of where you are, like from where the Eiffel Tower is. Oh, or like yeah. you, you know, like how you can map yourself, but these are like designed to be hard to find your way around. And also everything coming at you is a fucking beast. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a fun way to be like, yeah, if you get hot shit, you beat our game, fuck you, have a look at this. <laughs> you know? Um so the question comes up, though, I think it came up before we started recording. If this series began with such a huge reception, where is it now? Well, they, don't, they don't make Metal like, Warners no more. You sort of jump in the gun as well, because how many more games were there? Well, yeah, I, I get into like, it. I like, think there's, like, I know of at least three more that they made. <laughs> there is, like, 16 all up. It's a crazy amount. Yeah. But, um, what, Metal of Honors? Hmm. Yeah, because on the PS2, I've got European Assault and... Rising Sun. Uh, yeah, there was yeah, yeah. and there was like Frontline and um yeah, Allied Assault. Yeah. Um yeah, and it it continued to be good after the PlayStation One era. Allied Assault was critically a huge success. Like it Steven Spielberg came back and a lot of it is saving Private Ryan, like storming the beach of Normandy from that movie. Right. It, it's also in this game. Like Yeah, because I think the first it's, it's mission all the of Rising Sun like. is Pearl Harbor. Mm. Yeah, they, they I they kinda would, feel like naming the game that in hindsight's a bit racist. Mm. But um, but they could they had the second console capabilities to go a bit harder with stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And Allied Assault was a huge success. So there were seventeen games. The last one was released in twenty. It's a VR oh, one, and it uh, it doesn't have great reviews. What well, was the second latest one? Twenty twelve Medal of Honor Warfighter for Windows and Xbox Three Sixty. Warfighter. Oh, I know that's surprising because it's a creative name. Why haven't you got that? It's on the Xbox. The, the main two of them are there's Call of Duty and Battlefield, and there would be a new one of them every fucking nine months. I swear to yeah, God, yeah, every constantly. year there'd be a new one because they because they were doing like Black Jesus. Ops and Modern Warfare like annually at the same time. Yeah. It was bullshit. Um, so EA were like, oh, the guys who made Allied Assault, um, 2015 Incorporated, weird name. So they decided to just buy them outright. They're like, we'll just keep them here permanently. Um. Similar to what I think happened to pretty much everyone involved in the Crash Bandicoot and Tony Hawk reboots getting swallowed by Activision, uh, which brings me to the fuck you Bobby Kotick, try not to sexually assault anyone on your way out. Um, the guy in charge of Activision. Um, there's like rampant sexual assault in that company to the point where like the California government's getting involved. And they're well, seeing a bit of action too. And that and their CEO is like, Well, I tried They had a European assault. <laughs> <laughs> European. Um so he would be like, yeah, well, I tried not doing anything about it, and it just kept happening. And then, like, a woman's like, yeah, I keep getting fucking diddled at work, it's shit, and he sends her a death threat. And she's like, fucking watch this, and forwards it to the news people. <laughs> so this guy's a piece of shit. So if, if you bring up Activision, fuck Bobby. Just in general as a rule, fuck that guy. Cool. So once EA began acquiring 2015 Incorporated, um, a shitload of their workers quit. <laughs> they didn't want to be trapped under the EA banner. Um, they started their own company called Trey Infinity Ward. Um, if you recognize the name, you will know where this is going. Well, they know. made Call of Duty. Oh, I was going to say, are they getting sued by Marvel? <laughs> no. So, the guy, like, a lot of the ones that left Medal of Honor went to make the biggest competitor for Medal of Honor, Call of Duty, 
which is again is one of those ones still running every yeah, fucking Kyle, few months. Can you check how many Call of Duties are there and when did the first one get released? Because I guarantee these numbers won't make Metal of Honor sound pathetic. Yeah. So yeah, don't say Metal of Honor are pathetic in the same. It's underrated, sir. Right, Someone so, I didn't started. say it was better. It was just obviously these guys did oh, no. what it could have been. So yeah, this is a first-person shooter franchise so grand and famous. Uh, Medal of Honor could never compete with it. Uh, ironically, Infinity but, Ward would end up getting acquired by Activision later, so fuck Bobby again. Isn't that weird? They're like, oh, we don't want to be under that weird, big, like, shitty I, company, and then they work for Activision. I challenge your point there. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely able to compete against, because Battlefield's just as big. Aha! Uh-huh. EA stopped trying to keep using the Medal of Honor banner because it wasn't working. Switching to Battlefield. Battlefield's so good that they used the engine to make a real game, Star Wars Battlefront. So, both of these franchises... Are we only going with the original main game, Call of Duties, or do you want me to also count out the spin-offs? Any that... All of them. Just do it. Just to say how oversaturated the market is. Um, It's weird. Like, Call of Duty and Battlefield, they were destined to become, like, the Coke versus Pepsi. While Medal of Honor became the uh, IGA black and gold label cola flavor soft drink, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Q cola? No, not even. <laughs> um, but it's, which, it's, it's sad wild though to me because both of the big competitors both came out from Medal of Honor. Like the ones that left did Call of Duty, the ones that stayed ended up doing Battlefront. Because the yeah, one on Battlefield, it's the fucking mother of it. Yeah, Battlefield, the soul. Um, but Jeez. in a world with Justice, it would have been like Call of Duty and Battlefield, Ford and GM, while Medal of Honor out here, Mopar, <laughs> under the radar but outperforming them. Mm. Starting in 2003, we are at 40. I will admit four of those titles were cancelled games but in late stages of development, so we have Thank most you. of the game. There you go. That's how oversaturated these fucking first person games are now. That's why I don't play them. But why would you? Everyone's one... Nuketown, but <laughs> but yeah, no, nothing made good. nothing made you feel fed up. Nuketown, yeah, it, it was. It's like a court, like the end of a street. It's a roundabout with a couple houses, and that was the map. So you'd just be like sniping people out of the bathroom window while one dude's like jumping fences and shit. It was cool. Yeah, but nothing made you feel fed up. Not that I've owned any of them, but in, like, Nuketown, mm. put it in the easiest difficulty against AI with, like, I think you could set it to, like, 40 enemies on the map at once. <laughs> you just and you would out. just walk around and just, like, get, like, a 300 kill streak <laughs> before you'd even get shot. It made you feel really good. Um, Yeah, I like that both of the current parties started with Fragments from Metal of Honor. And me and Kai were talking about how, because of the limitations of old Medal of Honor, it's sort of an unused market now. Because, like, yeah, they're all big, grandiose, like, a million fucking soldiers fighting each other games. Whereas, you could have a Medal of Honor game now where you're just doing that, like, on the side espionage shit. But to and be nothing fair, competes with that. Like, no, no other games really make that well, shit. Like anymore. we mentioned before, Hitman would be the closest thing. But almost, yeah, in a weird way. It would be. Sniper Elite? Yeah. See, to me, Sniper Elite. Those well, are cool. It fills it's, that void. Because you know how. You'd beat the level of Metal Vano and say, like, you got 14 dick shots. Oh, the groin shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this Sniper Elite game, obviously, you're just a sniper. Same thing, you get your objectives, 
and every now and again when you shoot someone, it goes slow mo and it shows them like X ray. It shows like the skeleton and the vital organs, and it shows them like blast up through the guy. If you shoot them in the dick, you watch their two testicles explode as the bullet goes. Yeah, you can rip a nut out. It's sick. There you go. Yep. What do you guys think about... Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we go into our homework question? I don't know what the homework question is. Today. Well, I, I went with an easy one well, for Dad. Make a new Medal of Honor. Big yeah, budget. Like, no, make a new yeah. one. It started it all. Well, I've, the trailers from what I've seen of that VR one from 2020, that is, it's got bad reviews, but all VR games that aren't like limited by the PS4 look pretty bitching to me. And, like, I'm, I swear to God, Patterson and Manona in it. And I'm like, that is, like, a cool callback. Like, that it's really based on those first couple games. Yeah, that should be retired for me. Manon's person that she's based on died in 2006 at Heart Valley, age 83. There you go. What else happened in 2006? Fuck all. Surely a Shrek movie. No! Oh, I would have bet Shrek 3. Oh, fuck. Likely. What was it, 2006, was it? Yeah. 2006 what were the best movies? movies and what were the best albums of 2006? Okay, so you, we'll got, them. you got Silent Hill movie, you've got I Superman Return... Oh, Monster House. And Pirates I- of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, Da Vinci's Code, Ice Age Meltdown, Casino Royale, Night at the Museum, Park, Idiocracy. X-Men, The Last Stand, Mission Impossible, Three, Superman two. Returns, and Happy Feet. Yeah. Happy Feet. Oh, oh Happy Feet. Gotta finish strong. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, way to, way to fucking go there. At least you listed it better than Toby did before. Yeah, man. Yeah, With my built up. Built up to the peak. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm better than your son in every way. I probably Wait, I've got a few more for you. Then we would be here. Yeah. This actually appeals to everybody. The Black Parade. Stadium Arcadium. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Back to Black Amy Winehouse, Black Holes and Revelations, Muse, Whatever People Say Something, something Arctic Monkeys, Mastodon. Good year for sound, I guess. Lupe Fiasco and Justin Timberlake. Oh, look, you've gone too far now. You've, you've, you've cracked. And there's you going backwards. I hope you're not going the once again. <laughs> no, I hope you're not going with number one. I hope you're going from one backwards. This is why I'm the favourite daughter of <laughs> Pink. Yeah. Alright, so the homework question for the episode to close us out is, because you do all espionage, just a simple one, who, who's the best spy? Like, do you have a favourite spy? I had an answer, but now I don't remember. If it was Johnny English, go general. fuck yourself. Johnny English, fuck that. Mr. Bean in a suit, whatever. What do you got? You got you got Austin Powers? That's a good one. Who, I haven't have seen all the Austin Powers movies till last year. Oh, okay. We watched them all for. Um, <laughs> yeah, we watched them for New Year's, and it turns out you have to be like maybe thirteen to understand what a parody is. Maxwell's smart. Oh, I think it's got to be Spy Kids, the whole family, the whole, the whole set, even Machete. Yeah, actually, I'm going to go uncle. with that because yeah, their uncle is Machete. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's fun. I was watching him eat off the same plate as his dog today. Yep. Yeah, just, <laughs> this is a, what was he eating? It was like scrambled eggs and chorizo and stuff. It was cool. Oh, yeah. Um, just to, just to represent, I'm going to go with Brock Sampson from Adventure Bros. Oh, Do you have a favorite? Do you like how James Bond like hits women and stuff? 
Get smart. Wait. Oh god. I'm so gonna, old. I knew who she meant. Yeah, I don't. know. I'm gonna go with oh god, he um, been a Stan Smith because he's a spy for the CIA. Australian Archer. Archer's lying oh, every season; bad, it gets worse. He's a bad spy, so. Hey, hey, mom, what's your favorite spy? Charlie's um, Angels. Oh, there's a bag of movies. They're dumb as fuck. <laughs> They're great. Remember the one where they just randomly do gun cross? Yeah, it's Matt, the the producer, or the director of those movies is called McG. McG. He sounds like that guy that directs porn. McG. Like that's it. McG. Not even kidding. Oh, I like it. It's respectable. <laughs> you got one, or are you good? Yeah, I'm just people. Hold us up, then. Mum, so savvy. It would take you ten minutes to Google searches. My favourite spy is the FBI oh, man who watches us all through Kaya's webcam. Well, I hope he likes Black me researching all that. Oh, this lady was pretty funny. I'm going to say Black Widow's up there. Fucking, what's her name? Show no. me. The big actress. No. That was funny. I've got Melissa the best McCarthy. answer. Uh. Perry DeFagos. Who? Disney from a cartoon that we were all too poor to watch because we didn't have Fox Cell. <laughs> we all know that we can't say Men in Black because <laughs> we can't talk about that no more. Alright, this has been the School for Wayward Nerds talking about Medal of Honor th- from 1999 through to 2000. <laughs> 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 I've been your host, Tony Paula. Thank you for joining me, Producer Kyle. Uh, joined by Mr. White Collar. Tell you what, it's been a good game of footy. You've just been watching football in the background this whole time. Yeah, it's 44 nil. Holy <laughs> shit. How did I not say Peggy Carter? Yeah, you really <laughs> dropped the ball and that's <laughs> funny. Don't edit that out. Kai said Peggy. <laughs> oh, Peggy Carter. Good on you. Who's Carter? <laughs> uh, yeah, and thank you to um, uh, Dad for um, coming and doing a nostalgia trip with our old PS1 games. Best game ever. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> First and only appearance. <laughs> we'll wait till we do Fast and Furious. It'll be back. Yeah, bring on the blue tomorrow. There you go. Just tell him that you and do Fast and Furious and we'll make it a Cinderella episode. So I said to Tuggy when I walked in, I've only just realised that Dad's entire fashion is based on Brian in two Fast and Furious. Eject the casino cars. I'll actually put it into context now. So mm-hmm. apparently the Oscars, um, this is me for not knowing her name, but Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Won an award, and while she went up to get it, they played a Madonna song, which is Spanish. Mm. And I, it might—I don't know what he's from, but there's a African American guy who won an award. And when he walked up, they played Toto's Africa. That doesn't seem so right. So they fired the guy that <laughs> picked the music, but it's like the guy who picked the music as he's walking out after getting fired, and it's the bit of Brian and. What's the other dude's name? Roman? Yeah. And he's just like, what were you thinking? He's just like, don't want to talk about cars. Pocket saying empty cars and he's like got all the money stashed around his belt. That's sick. I was just watching and I was like, this is fucking dad. Yeah. I can also sit here and say that Stephanie Beatrice, who is the lady. I didn't want to fuck it up. I knew it was. um, She did in Canton, right? Yeah, she's from Canton. That's what she would have won for. She's the she's sister the who's one. like hot. She's, no, she's the main chick. Yeah. She was singing she, yeah. Miracle while she was in labor, and she didn't tell anyone because she didn't want to rebook the recording after her baby was born. 
That's that how, was like that's, that's how scary and powerful Disney is. Like they don't care if the baby's crawling out of you. You got work. No, <laughs> better story. <laughs> that boss. chick that no. worked for NASA was giving labor. There was a drama, so she took her research home, fixed the problem, called up her boss, said, "Do this." Put the phone down. Gave birth to Jack Black. The Kung Fu Panda. There you go. Um, you also have. Is it, was that the first time people started working from home? Yeah. Um, no, that's a true story about Jack Black's mom. No, it's that's like, actually, it's actually like, she was a mathematician, and they couldn't work out how to keep people in space. So she took all of her research to the hospital, worked it out, and then gave birth to Jack Black. Yeah, considering not he know how to bring people back from space, is leaving. He made to make <laughs> yeah, for the rocket to run out of fuel. His mom Don't like fill it a up. Fucking genius, and he just made like, no, ten pieces. Of tea. Yeah. The um, price of diesel now, you just leave it up there. Just tie a rope to it, so it can't go too far. I'm pretty sure it was something like that. Yeah, she did something really, really impressive, but she did it in hospital. Yeah. When she was giving birth. There's, there's heaps of stories like that. You know, but, you know like, um, you Toy Story almost days. got um lost, hmm? and the only reason that they ended up with, I think it was Toy Story two was because someone had snuck a copy home to work on it while on that leave. Yeah, someone accidentally deleted and they were like, Toy Story yeah. 2. Can you? Like, he was in the wrong, but he saved it to, like, his home computer. He's like, oh, yeah, I pickpocketed the movie. Do you guys need it back? Because now you don't fucking have it. Now it's an indie film that I made. And on that note, uh, very good job, everyone. Uh, Thanks. Yep. Team effort. Team effort. Teamwork makes the dream work. Fast dismissed. You say that. Thanks, Meg's in the background, wherever you go. I think she worked out for the show. Bye, Meg. She's practice for that. Josh's planet yesterday.